Hi everyone, this is Jake, host of the show. You know, from this show. Just letting you know, if you want to support the show, this show, go to patreon.com slash uapod. That's patreon.com slash uapod to join the Patreon and support the show. You know, this show. Now enjoy this episode with the great Kale Hills. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Unsolicited Advice. I'm your host, Jake Sprague, a comedian here in sunny Los Angeles, California. This is a podcast where I give advice to people that didn't end up asking me for it. It's something I always want to do, but people are like, don't do that. So I made it a show. Ah, season two. Here we are, season two. This is going to be like season two of... No, this is going to be like Scream 2. I wouldn't say it's as good as Scream, but I did really enjoy getting back into the world of Scream. (laughs) And here with me for this episode, the amazing, hilarious Kale Hills. Hi, Kale. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Kale, I uh, have done a lot of improv with him. He's hilarious as a performer. He's a great comedian, wonderful actor. Oh, Kale, where can people find all the cool things you do? Oh, well, thank you for the kind words. People can find me online, of course. Um, Mostly Twitter, I guess. uh, And that's at Kale Ethan. Perfect. 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 It's a great it's a great Twitter, Kale. It's, a, it's <laughs> just you. a great Twitter. You're really doing good stuff over there with your Twitter. I will say, I would get some more stuff in physical media because I don't know if this whole online thing is going to pan out. So yeah, I I have heard that before. My family really wants to invest in gold, mm. so I think you're right. Probably physical comedy is a good investment too. Yeah, I think so. My uh, I don't know if you're serious about your family investing in gold, but my father uh, recently bought silver coins because mm. he thought that would be a good investment. So you can tell that he is older <laughs> yeah. because that's a decision that someone who doesn't know what is going on would make. Um, is were, The coins, well, I mean, you know, at least it's stable, at least there's that but is he are the were the coins like because the thing that always gets me is like on fox news or something when they're selling coins that are have like the twin towers on them or it's, something it's exactly what i was thinking i actually have no idea what's on the coins i was okay. just so mad when i find out about it <laughs> i i hope it's the twin towers i really hope they're 911 commemorative silver coins and they're the, the worst thing in the fucking world i hope that's what they are yeah well, hopefully, at least the coins are a better investment than um, my uh, my my grandma on my mom's side of the family. Um, well, my you know it's complicated. I, I don't know that uh, she's not. I wouldn't call her my grandma, but she kind of was my grandma a little bit. She invested in um, uh, these. Elvis plates. Oh no. Have you seen these before? I feel like I have seen this is like <laughs> a thing that went around at one point. Yeah. Yeah, they're like um I guess relatively nice dishware and they all have um different 
different Elvises, different scenes with Elvis. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Different scenes with Elvis? This yeah, is a you know, good investment. One, one of them is Elvis at like a car hop situation, and then you got Elvis in a jailhouse rock still. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that is to say, maybe your dad is actually very smart. <laughs> That's true. He could be one of the uh, the living geniuses. I don't know. Hey, maybe at some point this whole thing's going to burn down and people will really give it up for some shiny coins. I, <laughs> yeah. I really don't know. Or an Elvis plate. They'll be like, that's unique. That's huge. We don't need any of this paper money. It doesn't matter if you want to Venmo me something. Give me the Elvis plate and I'll give you something you need. Oh, you know what I've heard you actually should invest in if for like a legitimate end time scenario hmm. is um, alcohol and bullets. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, those are those are big. You know, like food is also a big one. Food is a huge one. Have a lot of food. <laughs> have a lot of food. Have a lot of water. Bullets. I mean, bullets are huge. Even... For me, I don't know if you do this, every time I go to the store, I just buy a box of bullets. Not even for a gun I have, just to trade in the future. Mm-hmm, as currency. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kale, are you ready to give some relationship advice? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure you were ready. <laughs> um, this comes from the relationship advice subreddit. Our topic, my, twenty. this is a 27-year-old male, girlfriend, 29-year-old female, of four years living together, that's in parentheses, has asked me for permission to sleep with another man one time. What do I do? What do you think? Oh, well, I mean, it's hard to capture everything in a title. I mean, there is more, but just when I hear this, my thought is, this is the worst idea I've ever heard. Oh, yeah, obviously. no, absolutely not. Especially what what is really interesting to me about it is the specificity of it. That it is like she really wants to sleep with one specific guy. It's not. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it's not like about exploring openness or like what the kids these days are calling ethical non monogamy. Um, it sounds. Tell me like- about ethical non monogamy. I don't know. Is that like? polyamory with some morals behind like not not that polyamory no, not is quite because i think polyamory implies that you would be in relationship with multiple people okay. i think the driving idea behind ethical non-monogamy is maybe that you could like be in a relationship with someone else but really that like um you don't when it comes to like sexual encounters you don't have to um just sleep with one person and i i assume it like varies i've never done it i'm not interested in the amount of energy that it takes to sleep with more than one person Mm. um yeah it's just so much effort (laughs) (laughs) um but i think i assume people like talk about what their like boundaries are um, but I think the idea is just that like monogamy is old fashioned and people get horny and it's okay. It's interesting because I think monogamy, of course, is old fashioned. I think people do get horny. I think that is okay. <laughs> um, I, you know, I'm always like, am I less evolved? I don't even know what it is, but I'll say, I don't, I, 
And I guess it's different for everyone, but boy, I don't think I could handle it at all. I just think it would not work for me. Yeah. Mentally, I just, uh, I'm like not very like golem like with my wife, like mine or anything like that. But also, um, you know, yeah. I, I just feel like I, <laughs> I can't, I, the idea of it is just like painful to me. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to say about it. Can I, I can I ask you a personal question? Okay. Okay. Have you been cheated on? Yes. And were you did that really change how jealous you are in a relationship after it happened? You know, um in the moments where it was happening, it, it I was I was like pretty young. Yeah. Uh, so I must have been nine at the time. Uh, but I was pretty young. It was like one of my first relationships, and or I guess kind of my first like real relationship. And uh, it was at first it was kind of like I didn't really. It felt like I didn't really care because I was also interested in other people. Yeah. You know, like it was like a high school relationship. It was like, wait, why are we even doing? Looking back on it now, it's like, why are we even doing this? But I think a lot of that was to mask the fact that it was pretty hurtful um, mm. when I found out about it. And then as I've, gotten, as I've gotten further away from it, it kind of felt like, well, of course, that was really painful. But also the relationship was bad. So it was like kind of a blessing mm. that there was this easy thing to go, no, this is you can't this can't work because of this so it actually has maybe made me uh i wouldn't say less or more jealous but it's definitely made me recognize that it happened because the relationship was so bad so i'm not super scared or worried about it happening now because mm -hmm. i feel like i have a good relationship i guess that's where it kind of put me mentally is like this mm. happened because everything sucked Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. So I haven't gotten more jealous because of it, but I do recognize that if it was going on, I couldn't, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't hang out for it. How about you? Is that something you've ever dealt with? No, it's not. Um, oh, sorry. Can I ask you that? Oh, yeah. Um, yes. Uh, I, it has. It's not something that I've <clears throat> had to deal with. Um, it is. And I also am. I honestly don't know necessarily like really even how jealous I am because I don't have a lot of relationship experience and like you were saying like the my the relationship I'm in now is like just a good like sturdy relationship so I haven't really had a reason to have to like worry about things or I don't know so um, I'm, I, I can't imagine what this guy was feeling just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to get the, the skinny on it. Yeah. Um, I same and we'll hop into it. I'm wondering what would you do? Cause if I, if my wife came to me with this, I would go, well, obviously we're in a lot of trouble. Because my answer is, of course, no, this can't happen. But I recognize if you're asking me this, like we're in a pretty yeah. you know, precarious situation. Like what would you do if your partner came to you and said, hey, Kale, you know, this is what I'm thinking about here. Well, I definitely would like 
at least a little bit depend on who they are and what our history is together. Cause like in this case, they've, they've been living together for four years. Yeah. And if it's the kind of thing, like to me, it would be, um, a total shock to the system. It would be like very unlike mm-hmm. what my boyfriend is like. It would be, um, so it, I would be, I would be really surprised and I would probably assume that if not then that down the road, it would lead to us breaking up. Doesn't this, and I, I totally agree. That's kind of where, where my brain goes to is like, oh, we're screwed because this won't be a one-time thing. This is like the, I feel like I've, I've heard of this happen in relationships where they're together for a long time. One person kind of wants it to end, but you almost don't have the guts to end it right away because yeah. it's like really painful. And you you guys are so like to borrow a term from Jada uh, Pinkett Smith. You guys are so entangled in everything <laughs> that like to detangle it, it it's going to take more than a bottle of conditioner, Kale. I mean, you, your, your lives are together. So yeah. you kind of don't want to blow everything up right away, but you are clearly ready to leave and you do it in like these little steps. You know, it's like poisoning a king. You kind of give him a yeah. little poison all the time. He slowly starts to go mad. And then his like counselor guy is like, hey, maybe we should kill the king. And you're like, oh, shit, that worked out. <laughs> Right. I I do think I wonder if like because like you're saying to be with someone you get really entangled. That's a great word for it. I can see why she chose it. <laughs> I think maybe we maybe there is some value in like slowly leaving a relationship. I wish that was a thing that was normalized or practiced in some intentional way well i don't know maybe the maybe the like cold turkey method is best yeah you know i i kind of am agreeing with the your thought process here i just wonder something i've noticed is people who seem to like oh, i'm still living with my ex but you know we've got four months left on our lease and like, or people who are like, my ex is my best friend. You know, he's over all the time. Yes. We hooked up in February, but it wasn't a thing. Like, I feel like when you keep people around like that, it's, it feels good because the big cutoff of it is really, really painful, but also it kind of keeps this thing around and it stops you from being able to move forward. You know? Yeah. That's a good point. But I would be I would be super curious to hear like people who have handled it really well. I guess both people would have to be over it though. That the hard part is this relationship sounds like one person's not over it. Yeah. I also am so curious. I I'm I'm so curious to hear who she wants to sleep with because realistically it's probably like Gary from work. I know. But part of me is hoping that she's like I really want to sleep with Denzel Washington. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been talking to Guy Ritchie, and I would love to sleep with him. It's like, whoa. <laughs> Obviously, okay. in that case, uh, go for it. You simply <laughs> yeah. must. It's Denzel and Guy Ritchie. Do what you got to do. Uh, okay. Here we go, Kale. We've been together for four years, living together the last three. Overall, a very good relationship. Neither of us has ever cheated, as far as I know, and we don't have bad fights or anything. Sex life is good. 
She just finished up her degree and was extremely busy in the last year, so maybe a bit less sex than when we just met, but definitely not a dead room. She has recently started a new job where she rides the train every day. Uh, maybe a conductor. Apparently, <laughs> a guy who rides the same train approached her. I don't know many details, but she told me she wants to stay with me, but also wants permission to sleep with this guy one time. Wow. This is kind of, I don't know why, but this is just so wild. She says it will just be sex. She doesn't want to start a permanently open relationship, but if I don't let her do it, she will leave. Oh, she says she loves me and wants to stay, but needs to be free one last time before she can settle down. She says she's been thinking about him when we have sex. Oh, God. And she can't shake it, so she needs to experience it. She says... No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. She says he is not her type for any kind of long-term relationship, but she finds him very sexy. Oh, so there's a little more, but this is... um, This is really interesting. I feel like... uh. This is a thought that, especially the the younger you are, uh, you can have this thought. But I know before I ended up proposing to my wife, there is that kind of thought of like, is this is going to be it forever, you know? Yeah. Um, but in some ways it's like, I don't think the grass is really greener. I think it's always something we think of like, but what if I was out there like there are like all these people I could have sex with and all this stuff. And from my experience, the best, um, the best, like any thing like that is like sex, the relationship, whatever it's been in a more committed, longer term relationship. It's never been like the one night stand kind of things that have actually even been, uh, good, at least for me. Yeah. So um, I get the instinct to be like, could I really only be with this one person? But it's also like, I don't think you're going to find something better with some guy on the train. Also, eyes on the tracks. You're the damn conductor, Kale. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I, I mean, there's so many, so many red flags in the phrasing of it. Um the idea that she like didn't even approach it as a conversation she's like holding him hostage with this weird like moratorium demand like let me do this or i will leave you it's like uh, to, to threaten someone with that is is odd and i think you're right that like yeah most stuff like this is a reflection of something deeper and clearly she just finished her degree she's like stepping into a new phase of her own life and identity and is realizing like oh i i think she's feeling kind of st stuck probably mm -hmm. do you know S do you know esther perel i do yeah so not to sorry to promote another podcast on <laughs> on on your podcast you could have done it during the plugs but fine <laughs> um so she esther perel has uh, is a relationship therapist who has a podcast where she talks with uh couples and a theme on that show is like that every relationship kind of seems to be this balancing act between safety and the like danger of like sensuality and new things sure and i think obviously this woman is feeling 
too safe. Yeah. Um, it's too routine. It's too monotonous. Like yes. the, the spontaneity is gone. The Yeah, the danger of it is gone. And this guy on the train is like, let's have sex while you're supposed to be keeping us on track. <laughs> That's dangerous. <laughs> what is your, what's the, has anything like that ever happened to you? Or, or do you have a fantasy scenario? Like the idea of, because that's straight up out of a movie. Like, a uh, well, maybe this is for women. I guess it's just like everyday harassment. But <laughs> do I have like a harassment fantasy? There are tons of people I want to harass in my mind. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, the more you know, the the higher stakes the the woman has with her career, the more I want to harass her. Yeah, I know what you're <laughs> <Sure>. saying. <laughs> but that idea. I mean, I get the I. I guess what I'm saying is I at least empathize with the romantic idea, the notion that she's following that's like, ooh, this guy came up to me on the train. And yeah. it's like, it's like very, that's fun. Yeah, I, no question. I feel like everybody, that's like, uh, that's totally normal to have that feeling of like, yeah. oh, this is like cool. Like if somebody likes you, thinks you're like hot and is like interested in you that's a good feeling i mean no matter what like the stable relationship you have it's like wow that i mean it does feel good to have yeah. someone be like i'm interested in you you're great uh so of course i feel like um i've i absolutely have moments where it's like yeah that's a cool idea but i i recognize like the 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 coolness of that is like i don't know how long sex lasts but 40 seconds you know mm -hmm. of like coolness for like how awful it would be for the rest of my oh life oh my like god yeah ruining my marriage and stuff like that so you know uh of, but of course of course there's a like a feeling of that yeah i remember this was years ago um but i was on a trip and uh, me and my friends take a trip every year. And at one point, some girl came up to me, like we're at some bar we were at, and she whispered in my ear. I hadn't even like seen her. She was like, I want you to fuck me tonight. And I was like, Jake. holy shit. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, but of course it was like, well, no, that's not what's going to happen. But the feeling of it was like, wow, that's wild. Like I, I had like a mini moment of like, is this what it's like to be famous? Like, yeah, <laughs> it was, it was weird. It was really weird. Um, so I've definitely felt sort of the pull of the, like the allure of that situation. Absolutely. How about you? Is that, do you like, yeah. What do you think? Um, I think like daydreaming about it is fun, but I also, think that if it were to actually happen i would i you know i have i have a lot of trust issues and like in general it's hard to be vulnerable so the idea i think realistically i would probably freeze up like if someone if someone came up to me and was like hey big boy i'm ready to go i'd be like <laughs> Let, let's talk a little bit first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I felt the same, like I felt the same way. I was just like, Oh, Oh no. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. No, like uh, I can't even entertain this for a minute. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, here's a little bit more. 
how to handle this. I have no idea if she's bluffing or not with the ultimatum. I also kind of feel like if I let her and she's not telling the truth about it being a one-time thing, the relationship's doomed anyway. In general, I do not approve of cheating at all. I've never done it. I would not be open to an open relationship. I do know that she's been with a fair number of guys before me, and I'm not bothered by that, but something about this feels different. If I do say no, I cannot really forbid her from seeing him, because I said that they, as I said, they ride the train together. I also feel like I cannot just hope she'll forget about him. Any advice is welcome, because this has got me feeling sick. Aw, poor guy. I know, it's sad. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of what I would do, but my just like my first thought when all this is presented is, um, unless the two of you can kind of navigate this together of like i understand how you're feeling but i but it can't happen for me to be okay in this relationship which i think is going to be really tough uh i think this relationship is uh doomed it's going to turn into a dead room very soon yeah i think you're spot on and i think something that the like is is getting lost in this is it doesn't matter this idea of like is she telling the truth or not about it being a one-time thing it's that's impossible to know she could be very honestly saying that she thinks that it's a one-time thing totally but really what they need to be talking about is like the degree of openness that they would be comfortable with in general. And it sounds like they are mismatched in that regard, but I, it, you know, it makes, I'm so, yeah, it's, it's very sad, but also it sounds like it was a good relationship. And even though they, I'm guessing won't be together for the rest of their lives, <gasps> It sounds like they were like lovely people for each other at a moment in time and and that's like chill as hell. And <laughs> yeah, it is chill as hell when you think about it. <laughs> and like awesome. So I don't know. I wish that's something that I think also our culture could be a little bit better about normalizing is the idea that like not every relationship needs to be a forever relationship like there are great relationships that are a day a week a month four years and maybe that's what that is for these two people yeah i uh that's such a beautifully said kale and a great thought because i think you're right and to sort of uh harken back or call back if this were an improv scene it's not uh something we talked about earlier that first er early relationship i had where we cheated on each other i think for some reason i did have this idea in my head like oh no we're we've got to figure out a way to make this work you yeah. know it's like a relate it's like we could be together this could be my wife you know it's <laughs> yeah. like it's uh something that i it would be so nice if i hadn't had that in my head like, no, no, it's okay. Yeah. It, you're in high school. This relationship's over. It's not good. You two, you two don't even really like each other. And that's fine. Move on. Both of you, freely move on. Yeah. Um, I guess you're kind of going down this road. 
with that thought, and I'm feeling it as well, or that track to keep it train metaphors, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think that the way I would approach this is going like, look, I get it. You're interested in this person. Um, I can't, I can't say I'm going to be okay with that, but I think to not allow you to go do your thing is just going to create resentment in that way as well. I think we probably have to break up. I think that's what would be best because if this person says like, I think about someone else during sex, I can't get over this. I need to be with someone else. And you in your heart are like, "Mm, I can't do that. Uh, I think the best thing to do, you make the decision that will probably be coming down the line, you know, uh, switch the track so it doesn't go off the cliff. Like try to bring it into the station. Oh boy. I don't know (laughs) enough about trains. (laughs) That's what I think. Yeah. I, I think, I think you're spot on, but I, you know, really feel for, someone who's in that situation obviously it's the hardest thing to to let i mean because i'm the kind of person that like if the waiter brings me the wrong meal at a restaurant i'll eat it and be like i love this even if it's <laughs> even if it's not what i you know want <laughs> So it's easy for me to sit here and dispense that advice to someone in actually in a relationship. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it is really tough. But I for me, I just feel like this is uh, a bridge too far uh, and trains go over bridges. So that's so true. You can't argue that there are some trains that go over bridges, Kale. And I think you got to. It's going to kill you to stay in this. It's going to kill you. So you got to, you've got to be the person to, to let it end compassionately for you. And even for that other person that you care about, you've got to be the person to be like, "I, I can't, I can't give you this. So I need to, I need to give you freedom. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it, no, it makes total sense. And I don't know either of these people, but I'm just like in, so in my feelings right now around like, like, oh, <laughs> yeah, really. I feel for I, I feel I feel for the woman, too, for sure. I know we're getting like this guy's vantage point mostly. And like it, uh, but uh, it also also tough to like feel mm, like you have something good, but it's not yeah actually the right thing yeah and i think there are a lot of complicated feelings around it like she could really be like like the the real core of this could be that this is not the person for her forever and she doesn't know how to deal with that and what she what you know like a symptom of this is being really excited about the sexy guy on the train uh but of course like yeah it's it's a real feeling She's really feeling it and she doesn't yeah. know what to do with it. And she's being really honest, which, you know, at least from what we know, she's being really honest, which I think is great, I guess. I mean, she's telling him, like, look, this is what's happening. and I don't know how to deal with this otherwise. Yeah. So, yeah, they would sound at least like relatively healthy, good communicators in general. 
Yeah, I think so. I agree. I feel for everybody involved. Um, the only people I don't feel bad for, Kayla, are the people who got to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I feel like uh, they they just had a great time. They won. They really won. Uh, Kale, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you so much for doing this podcast. Uh, again, where can people find the cool stuff you do? Um, I'm on Twitter at Kale Ethan, and anything I do, I would post about there. Kale, can you promise me that if you ever go on Esther Perel's podcast, you'll plug this podcast? Oh, a hundred percent. Oh, thank God. Uh, great. That's the podcast uh, for today, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>